Let us begin with a Hail Mary. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady, seat of wisdom. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Give peace, O Lord, to those who have hoped in you, and let your prophets be proved true. Give peace, O Lord, to those who have hoped in you, and let your prophets be proved true. This is from today's introit, the introit of today's Mass. In, on the 10th of April, 1858, it was reported that some women from the area of Lourdes claimed to see the Blessed Virgin Mary while praying in the grotto. They were the first of many. Some visionaries came forward, like Maria Bernard, and she claimed to have seen three persons, a woman and a small child and a man. And she pointed out that the man had a ring of keys in his hand and he was twirling his mustache. All of this led to a great deal of confusion. All these different apparitions popping up around the time after the true apparitions of St. Bernadette and Our Lady appearing to her at Lourdes. All of this began so much confusion that it caused some people to believe all of these new apparitions along with those of St. Bernadette, while others rejected all talk of apparitions as nonsensical. Other cities nearby all of a sudden began having apparitions too. There was a young boy who, from an attic window, about six feet away from the, the, that window, leaped up and through this window, without touching the sides, went down into the courtyard after having seen supposedly a vision and ran after him. The local parish priest, upon investigating, found it humanly inexplicable. He wrote to the bishop and he asked him for clarification. He asked him for his judgment on this issue. The bishop of this diocese wrote back and said, As far as I can judge, there is nothing supernatural in their experiences. Celestial beings do not make futile remarks. They are not frivolous or familiar. If these children say or do unseemly things, they must be scolded and treated with severity. This was the response from the bishop. Celestial beings do not make futile remarks. The same kind of statement we could hear a hundred years later. A hundred years later by another bishop who wished also to protect his flock. Speaking in 1983 on the occasion of Medjugorje said, Bishop Parrish said, once we transcribed audio tapes containing conversations between pastoral staff and the parish of Medjugorje in the first week with the boys and the girls who claimed that they had seen the Virgin Mary, we can say with certainty that alleged appar apparitions are not credible. We can say with certainty that the alleged apparitions are not credible. In an interview that was held by Bishop Zanich, also the Bishop of Molstar, at another time, he was asked, Are you, as a matter of principle, against, against apparitions? 
To which the bishop replied, Quite the contrary. I myself have been eight times to Lourdes, and I have organized pilgrimages. I have done much for the devotion of the Most Holy Virgin. I was in Bano, in Bourgogne, in Belgium, in Syracuse, Italy, three places where the apparitions of Mary have been stated as authentic. Then he was asked, However, you are not convinced of Mejigori. To which he responded, I should be really glad to have a Lourdes in my diocese. What bishop would not? And he said, It would be something great. But I cannot before God, before my conscience, and before the church proclaim these apparitions as authentic and supernatural. I am certainly a sinner and unworthy to be a bishop. Yet I believe it would be the worst of all the sins of my life to let this falseness pass for truth. I believe it would be the worst of all the sins of my life to let this falseness pass for truth, knowing that it is a lie. So we have two of the bishops of Mostar, two of the bishops there who spoke on this issue. Cardinal Ottovani, who was the head of the CDF, this is before Cardinal Ratzinger was, had this to say on the 14th of February, 1951. He said, quote, 50 years ago, people reviled the church because she alone persisted in upholding the existence of miracles, their spiritual worth. Now the church has to warn her children through the lips of her bishops, repeating the words of the Divine Master, not to allow themselves to be easily led astray by such happenings, and not believe them, save with the eyes wide open, and only when the authorities, after the needed inquiries, have given their reports. He went on to say, There is no doubt that the Church does not wish to cast a shadow over the wonders worked by God. That is desire, that what is desired is simply to keep the faithful watchful concerning what comes from God and what does not come from God, but could instead come from His and from our adversary. The Church is the enemy of false miracles. Church is the enemy of false miracles. And then he concluded with, Our Lord Himself has put us on our guard against false prophets, who, show, who will show great signs and wonders, so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. For this reason, the Church has the right and the duty to judge the truth and the nature of facts and revelations. And it is the duty of all good children of the church to submit to that judgment. It is the right and the duty to judge the truth and the nature of the facts of the revelations. Now someone may say, well, Father, what about all the fruits? What about the fruits? They might mention some of these apparent fruits. People apparently seem to be converting or changed. People are moved to love Our Lady. What about these fruits? Well, first of all, let's mention the type of fruits that we should be looking for. 
What are the type of fruits that we should be looking for? The fruits of the Holy Spirit. The twelve fruits of the Holy Spirit. Charity. Joy. Peace. Benignity. Goodness. Long-suffering. Mildness. Faith. Modesty. Continence and chastity. The twelve fruits of the Holy Spirit. Secondly, secondly, if the external practice of religion is to be the ultimate criteria, people moved by Our Lady, or apparent conversions are being seen, or even if we can go so far as saying people are saying the rosary, people are going to Mass, people are going to confession. If we are to consider these external practices as the rule, then what can they say about groups like SSPX, SX, SSPV, Pius V, Sede de Contes? Don't you see a lot of rosaries being said? Aren't there so many masses that are being done? How about the lines for the confessionals there? Someone who supports these apparitions would not use that as an argument, and that is for sure. But these, these are to be the criteria? Whether an apparition is real or authentic? Or could these just be the sheep's clothing? There's something that's authentic and real for the sheep. The sheep ought to be doing this, going to confession. They ought to be going and saying the rosary. They should be going to Mass. Things that are proper to the sheep. But these clothing can be taken on also by wolves. Something that can be done by wolves. So now let's consider the fruits. The fruits of the Holy Spirit that we should be looking at. We start with peace. Was there more peace before the apparitions or after? Was there a great amount of peace in Bosnia, Herzegovina before these apparitions began? One would expect if this was the Queen of Peace that we would see a great amount of peace. After all, even in Fatima, where we see that the Masons were attacking the Church, the secular government, we saw that after this, after the apparitions of Fatima, those attacks diminished openly. But we saw a great war, a brutal war, break out throughout the land. And we remember that the definition of peace is the harmony of order, as St. Augustine points out. We can ask, was there this peace, this harmony of order in the church? In Mostar. We had Franciscans opposing the bishop. We had suspended priests. We had churches which were erected without permission. This after these apparitions. Another fruit, charity. Was there an increase in charity? Consider how the Bishop of Mostar was treated, both of them. They were accused of be, having avarice, of greed. Oh, he just wants the money. 
They were attaching some sort of judgment on the intention. As if they had a light into his soul and they could read what he was intending to do. He's doing this because he's greedy, because he's full of avarice. They accused him of the mortal sin, of calumny, of speaking falsely to destroy the reputation of some of those who were there, when in fact they were quite true as proven. Yet he was doing this to protect them. And on the 26th of March, 1995, the 26th of March, 1995, the bishop was kidnapped, Bishop Perich, by a group who wanted permission to run their church illicitly. They kidnapped him, they ripped off his pectoral cross, punched him in the stomach, threw him into a car, him and his assistant, and they drove him to this place and they demanded that he get out and light a candle. Charity. A fruit of the Holy Spirit. Faith. Has the faith in the authentic teaching of the church suffered? The poem of the man-god was something that was promoted. And although this book was put on the index of forbidden books, and Cardinal Ratzinger reassured that it was never taken off when he was in charge of the CDF, in, uh, apparently, the apparition, as was quoted on a live call-in TV show in New Orleans, accordingly, the apparition said, it was good reading, and supposedly said, se puo leggere, or you can read it. You can read it. Something that was put on the index of forbidden books. A question was uh, proposed to the seers. Is the Blessed Mother calling all people to be Catholic? The answer by Vika Ivanovich was no. The Blessed Mother says all religions are dear to her and her son. The Blessed Mother has said, tell everyone that it is you who are dividing the earth. The Muslims and the Orthodox, for the same reason as Catholics, are equal before my son and me. But what does the church say? What does the church demand we believe if we are to be saved? Quote, The most holy Roman Catholic Church firmly believes, professes, and preaches that none of those existing outside the Catholic Church, not only pagans but also Jews and heretics and schismatics, can have a share in life eternal but that they will go into the eternal fire which was prepared for the devil and his angels unless before their death they should join with her. This was Pope Eugene IV. He wrote this in 1441. This is what the church believes and this is what we are to believe if we are to be saved. Chastity. I won't mention all the numerous scandals there, but there are some and you can look into them yourself. Modesty. Supposedly the children were told on the 5th of April, 1985, quote, and this is from their own books, and from now on I want to give you my message in such a way as has never happened since the beginning of the world. In such a way as has never happened since the beginning of the world. Quite an extraordinary thing. 
And we note that an extraordinary mission, a new and extraordinary mission, requires an extraordinary sign to back it off, back it up. St. Francis de Sales, a doctor of the church, says this, I say then that no one should allege an extraordinary mission unless he prove it by miracles. For I pray you, where should we be if this pretext of extraordinary mission was to be accepted without proof? Never was anyone extraordinarily sent unless he brought this letter of credit from the Divine Majesty. And if this is the extraordinary thing that has never happened since the beginning of the world, and obviously something greater than Fatima, if that's the case, we would expect a more extraordinary miracle in that light. And then there is the general deceit. Ivan caught in a lie to the Episcopal Commission on the 7th of March, 1985. And the apparition conveniently came to his rescue. It wasn't Ivan's fault. I've scolded him enough now. Let him alone. January 1985, Jean-Louise Martin decided to test out what the children were saying. They said that when they are in there and they are seeing that nothing is disturbing them, they don't see anything else, they don't feel anything else. And so this man, this Frenchman, decides to check it out. He believes in these apparitions. And so he lunges at it, like three stooges right to her eyes. And she backs off. And this is in a video, you can see it on YouTube. And she backs off. What's extraordinary is not so much that, but the explanation afterwards. He said, she said, this is the explanation that Our Lady came with her son and was going to drop her son. And she lunged, she lunged to reach him. Well, we see that she did not actually lunge forward, but she was pulling back. And the second thing, why would Our Lady have our Lord? So, we can ask the question, why would this be permitted? Why, first of all, would God permit this? Why would He let this happen? And we go to the second letter of Thessalonians, the second chapter where we hear the word of God. They receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. Therefore God shall send them the operation of error. He shall send them the operation of error to believe lying. If they do not want to hear his church, he who hears you, hears me. If they don't want to hear his church, he will allow them to be deceived because they want to be deceived. And so that will be the case. There are many goodwill people, I know, that have not heard these things. They hear it, generally speaking, and they want to support Our Lady. So I don't hold that against them. But we should inform ourselves and find out what it is that we are to do, how it is that we are to behave ourselves as well. Why does He permit it? Why does he permit? Why does the why does the devil do so? Why does he willing willingly risk losing a portion 
maybe of his dominion, with people actually saying the rosary for a change, when maybe they weren't, or maybe having a conversion and wanting to come back to our Lord. Why does he do this? Well, he's willing to lose a little bit to gain something else. St. Ignatius of Loyola, in his discernment of spirits, says, quote, The good angel, as the bad, can console the soul. For contrary ends, the good angel for the profit of the soul, and that it may grow and rise from the good to the better. And the evil angel for the contrary, the latter to draw it to its damnable intention and wickedness. And St. Ignatius later goes on to say, It is proper for the evil angel, who forms himself under the appearance of an angel of light, to enter with the devout soul and to go with himself. That is to say, to bring good and holy thoughts, comfortable, conformable to the just soul. And then little by little he aims at coming and drawing the soul to his covert deceits and perverse intentions. He's willing to lose a little to gain a whole lot more. Why else would he do so? Because graces are not available. How is this? Well, we have Our Lady of Fatima telling people to come. We have Our Lady of Lourdes telling people to come. Here they will receive our Lady of Guadalupe, Tepeyat, saying, telling the children to come here, and here they will receive of their mother's graces. Certain places that God has set aside that they might receive certain graces. So if they're going to a place where that's not happening, it's keeping the people away from the places that it is happening. To keep them away from those places. Also, to distract, as we said, from the real apparitions. Remember in Lourdes, we had these words, All of this led to a great deal of confusion, causing some to believe in all these new apparitions as well as Bernadette's, and while others rejected all talk of apparitions as nonsensical. There are some that I've talked to that have bought into these other these, these apparitions here. And yet, when I mention to them about Our Lady of Good Counsel, they've never heard about her. Or, if I mentioned Our Lady of Revelation, which was in Rome, approved by Pope Pius XII, and has some incredible things said there, they've never heard of her. Or they've heard in general that Our Lady appeared there, but not as much as this place. And so it distracts those people from going to those places and hearing what Our Lady really has to say. And then, if we think about it, it also causes, these are not Our Lady, men are putting words into her mouth. To say something that is not fitting for the other, to say, to say something or to act in a certain way that's not fitting for God or Our Lady or the saints, it's the word of blasphemy. To say that she is saying something when she is not, 
And so, something that we have to guard against. 2 Timothy 3. For of these sort are those, are they who creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins, who are led away with diverse desires, ever learning and never attaining to the knowledge of truth. The lying spirit, the deceiving spirit, which the church is there to protect against. And it's also against piety. Bishop Perich said, not only have they been illicitly active in these parishes, but they have also administered the sacraments profanely, while others invalidly. Invalidly. Because some of those priests had their jurisdictions removed, and they were not hearing confessions validly. In other words, people were not having their confessions heard, period. They were saying the words, but they weren't having their, word, their sins absolved in confession. Another evil we can consider. Well, let's review real quick. We saw that there was certain apparitions that happened during the time of Lourdes. We saw that they were warned, they were given that help by the bishop. And we noted that the bishop is the authoritative decision-maker. He has a duty to decide on these things, and we have a duty to hear him when it comes to these things, because it's legitimate. We saw the fruits of the Holy Spirit are the way in which we see whether something is true or not. And we also pointed out that there is a reason why the devil would want to deceive. Let us guard ourselves from the operation of error, that we might embrace the truth. God has given us the church to protect that very truth. And he wants us to follow after it. He does not want us to be led away captive. Give peace, O Lord, to those who have hoped in you, and let your prophets be proved true. Immaculate Heart of Mary, pray for us.